Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behaviour, sleep and more. As the flu charges through homes around the country, parents are doing what they can to make sick kids feel more comfortable. Chicken soup, warm pyjamas and sometimes essential oils. The essential oils might be a new addition to the bag of tricks, but Sarah Hunstead says there are some things we need to be aware of. Sarah was a paediatric nurse in the emergency department for 15 years before starting CPR Kids. It's an organisation that helps parents feel empowered when it comes to their children's health. Today, we're talking about essential oils. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm well. This is new for me. I mean, how are people using essential oils to help their kids? Well, I mean, if you've scrolled through Instagram lately, I don't know if it's just the algorithms that they've sensed that flu actually did hit our family and are trying to tell us that we need some essential oils in our house. <laughs> <laughs> which we do have, by the way, just saying, yeah. we actually do, that there's a lot of stuff out there at the moment saying that essential oils can help with things from stuffy noses to just generally making us feel a bit better about stuff. Mm. And you know what? At the end of the day, my house smells lovely. Yeah, well, I was thinking, yeah, that must work because Vicks, yeah. isn't that essentially an oil in a... We, you know, certainly there have been for many, 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 many years, our grandmothers have always been using things like eucalyptus oil, stuff like that for inhalations, particularly for stuffy noses and that kind of thing. And certainly there's been a great movement towards different types of essential oils. And certainly there's lots of different types out there using them. Fantastic. Go ahead, do that. If that's your bag, go and do it. However, we need to be aware that even just a teensy-weensy little bit of an essential oil, if ingested, can be catastrophic in a child. Right. So the burning of the oils isn't problematic. It's where you store them and how kids might get a hold of them that's a problem. Yeah, exactly. That's right. So we need to be really conscious. Often when we think natural, we just go, natural, it's good for you. But you know what? Yeah, it probably is good for you in some ways. But drinking, for example, some eucalyptus oil, that's going to stop your breathing pretty quickly. Wow. And it's all um, very concentrated, isn't it? The, the stuff that you use in vaporizers. Yeah, it is. What's really interesting is that the Royal Children's Hospital in Melbourne, one of their uh, information um, fact sheets on poisoning clearly states that it can take less than two mils of an essential oil to be completely toxic in a child. Wow. Yeah. So really, if you're going to do it, have a really safe place where your kids can't get it, i.e. something that you've locked and you carry the key around your neck. (laughs) (laughs) You need to put it up where you put your medicine, your cleaning products and your booze. So that, yep, the cupboard above the fridge. My parents did that when I was young and somehow my siblings found the booze still. Well, hopefully... Not me. Well, I was a good child. Of course. Of course. Hopefully by the time they're actually seeking out the booze, they know better than to drink the essential oils. (laughs) Yeah, otherwise we haven't done a very good job parenting, have we? (laughs) Are there any other kind of hidden dangers that people wouldn't be aware of? You know, that idea of you think it's natural and therefore it's good for you. Yes, absolutely. So when we talk about uh, specific oils and things like that, take clove oil, for example. It is a traditional remedy for toothache. You can even go to the chemist and a lot of toothache preparations 
are based on clove oil. And so it's also brilliant for getting rid of mold. So certainly those, oh. yeah. <laughs> I'm not I sure if I like that crossover. So, there are so many applications, <laughs> so many applications for this clove oil. So it smells great. It gets rid of mold. It helps with toothaches. It's in a lot of inhalations and things like that. But what people don't realize is that if you ingest it, it can actually cause your kidneys and your liver to fail. So once again, it's these things that we are active putting on our bodies that can be completely toxic to kids. So one of the important things to remember is that you don't just grab your essential oils off the interwebs and start mixing them up yourself and going, yeah, this is really good, that you're actually asking some experts about what can be good for your child, what children shouldn't have. There are certainly some that even as an inhalation shouldn't be used in pregnancy. And there's lots as well that can cause skin irritation. So often what we like to do is, I don't know about you, but I like a bit of a back massage every now and again. Yes. Oh yeah, bribe the husband to do it, but you know, (laughs) to get out there, get that in. And I had this really smart idea of, you know, okay, why don't we just mix a little bit of lavender oil because I'd like to be a little bit sleepy here, you know, mix that in with the little massage thing there. I'll leave the story there, won't go any further. (laughs) But lavender oil can actually cause skin irritation. So it's about those concentrations of things and actually going, you know what, just because they are natural products doesn't mean that you can go and bathe or drink them. Mm. When it comes to the vaporizers and things like that, um, have you found anything particularly helpful? Because I think, you know, I remember, I mean, we still have Vicks in our house and there's Vicks for children. Even when it's Vicks for children, if we use a little bit on my son and he's in the bottom bunk, I can smell it, you know, rooms away because we have a mansion. I can be rooms away from him and still (laughs) smell it. Um, And so that's quite strong and potent, but then I guess it's something that has been on our shelves for decades. Um, Is there anything that you know specifically works with essential oils? You mentioned eucalyptus oil. Yep. So I've looked at the research in this. So there are lots of studies out there that show that there certainly certain essential oils can be um, effective in relieving symptoms of things. So perhaps that unstuffiness of the nose a little bit that, you know, there there is some, you know, some studies out there that but we've got to remember that the key here is that it's symptom relief it's not fixing the problem. And that's the key. So we need to think, all right, then let's look at my child. I'm not doing this to cure them. I'm just doing this to perhaps relieve, you know, their symptoms just a little bit. If it does work, it works for some, it doesn't work for others. I think a lot of it can be that, you know what, you feel a bit better when somebody's wrapping you up and giving you that bit of love and all the rest of it that you know you're doing something because as a parent it's really hard for us to do nothing but there is no evidence to say that using these sorts of things will shorten the duration of illness or anything like that it doesn't certainly go and cure what it does it just makes us feel that bit better my kids love a good placebo yes they need it yeah this will make you feel better of course it will (laughs) sarah thank you so much for your time today my pleasure that's sarah hunstead from cpr kids and you can do first aid courses with cpr kids specifically for parents we'll put links to where you can find them in the notes to this episode 
Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Debbie Ning and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. We'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.